Now podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 185 of the OrthoEvalPal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about the cervical spine compression and distraction tests. We're going to be talking about why they are used in a patient evaluation. We'll discuss what each evaluation means, and we'll also talk about how to perform each test safely. But before we get started, I'd like to just take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit EasySlant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant. Hello and welcome back, everyone. Oh, my word, do I feel beat up today. So there are many of you out there who know me and just think that I eat, breathe, and sleep physical therapy and podcasting and YouTubing and all that great stuff. But uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm also a tree farmer. And it is that time of year where we start extracting trees, doing a tremendous amount of physical work to wrap these things and prep them so people can come and uh, purchase them. So it's uh, morning till night physical work. I was really actually craving coming in today and doing a podcast. It's just so less physically demanding. Um, but yeah, I do a few things on the side and uh, tree farming is one of those things that I love to do and I've been doing for many years now and uh, you know, I probably will expand that in the future. But you know, as all of you know, I do a lot of neuro testing with my ortho patients. And, you know, first I'm going to start with a test that I do and or I did a lot. I don't do it as much anymore, but that's the cervical spine compression test. Now, many, many people do this test. It's very easy to do. It makes sense with how you do it. And, um, but you know, it doesn't give us great information. And I just want to talk a little bit about how I like to do the test and, uh, and what I've found from it. So number one, you take your patient and you have to put them in an upright position. I like to do it while they're sitting. It's very important that you explain to your patient what you're doing to them, because some people get a little apprehensive when you, you know, touch their head or neck. And so um, I just, you know, give them an explanation that I'm going to be putting a little light pressure on their head. I show them that I'm only going to be using the tips of my fingers. Now, I have seen people out there go behind the patient, which can be a little unnerving, place both hands on top of each other and push down really, really hard, um, almost like you're performing CPR. And, and that's not how you do this. You can actually injure a patient. Um, by doing this. So I tell them it's going to be light pressure. I'm going to use my fingers and just going to put it on. And I, and I always tell them, you know, I'm going to mess your hair up a little bit. So I hope I don't ruin your day. And so I put a little bit of pressure on their head. I don't tell them um, what they should be feeling. You know, I don't give it away. And uh, I ask them, you know, what they feel after I start pressing. And I, I start nice and gradually and I give them a little bit more pressure. And I may put a maximum of, you know, five 
maybe up to eight pounds of pressure. And I just hold that there for a little bit. And the test is positive if they have radiculopathy. Now that radiculopathy we always think about as going down the arm, but there are many people out there with like C6, C7 um, issues that will have anterior shoulder and chest pain. They might have pain in the medial border of the scapula. And um, so I will, if they have those types of symptoms when you're pushing down, then that is a positive test. But from my personal experience, I find that even many people who have herniated discs with radiculopathy have a negative cervical spine compression test. So I might do it as an added test to all the other cervical spine tests that I do. But you also need to remember that when you're compressing that cervical spine, you're also compressing the facets. So if they point to the posterior cervical spine or they point to the facet region, um, you know, it, they may just have some facet inflammation or irritation um, or a facet syndrome, and that could cause some irritation and not necessarily radicular pain down the arm. So, you know, what I find much more helpful is a cervical distraction test. Now, the way I do this is I place the patient in the supine position and I do not give them a pillow. And I tell them ahead of time, I'm not going to give you a pillow and there's a reason for that, okay? Because when they lay right, lie right down on their back, and the neck extends a little bit, even to neutral, I just kind of see what happens. I give them 30 seconds to a minute, and I say, how do you feel? And, you know, sometimes they will have some discomfort in the chest, in the scapula, going down the arm. They may have some pins and needles. They may even develop a little bit of weakness, and we'll talk about this here in just a little bit. Um, but then what I do is, I, you know, if they're having some discomfort, I will then come you know, behind them, I'll tell them that I'm going to be just holding onto the back of their head. And then I flex them about 15 to 20 degrees. And then I ask them again how they're feeling. And sometimes that's all it takes for them to see some improvement or decreased radicular uh, symptoms. From there, I tell them that I'm going to pull a, put a very slight pull on their neck. I tell them I'm not going to crack their neck. A lot of people are a little apprehensive about that. And so I make this a very um, relaxing experience for the patient. So while they are slightly flexed, I will um, take the web space of my hand, put it just under the suboccipital region, and then I might cup my hand with the other one just to get some better support. And I'll give just a very nice gentle traction. I like to um, pull about 15 to 20 pounds and I start really slowly, really gradually and see if they have decreased radicular pain, sometimes decreased paresthesia, and that scapular or chest pain may go away. And if so, then that is a positive um, cervical spine distraction test. Now, if somebody has a facet syndrome or a really flared up facet or uh, synovial capsule around that facet, they may have some relief with this. Now, I have a video of how I've taken the cervical spine distraction test to the next level. And what I feel is a way better diagnostic tool. So just make sure you check out the video that I have in the show notes today. Um, and it will be titled Marquee Maneuver Cervical Spine um, Traction Test. And check that out. It's something that I have developed and uh, done some research on. I love this. I use this all the time. And it's a great um, 
identifier if somebody has cervical nerve root compression. And it can also help tease out if it is a shoulder problem or cervical spine problem. So you need to check it out. I actually have done it on a, on a patient who had uh, a cervical radiculopathy and it worked really well um, with that patient. So, um, you know, 95% of patients that you do the cervical spine distraction test on will have some relief. It's a very comfortable thing to do. So oftentimes it turns into treatment right away. That During that evaluation, I may just spend a little time there doing some manual cervical distraction if they have you know some relief. Now, I need you to remember this here, okay? And this is the big but that we talk about when we're doing manual cervical traction. You need to, um, you know, make sure that the contraindications are checked off. You know, they don't have a significant cervical um, instability and, uh, you know, they don't have a hiatal hernia. Uh, You want to make sure that, um, you know, they're not having any increased uh, neural discomfort. And what I mean here is that if you start to traction them just a little bit and their radicular pain gets significantly worse, or they have this discomfort in their neck that's kind of like a sharp, shooting, shocking discomfort, you need to be somewhat suspicious that they have a brachial plexus injury or they could have severe cervical cord stenosis and you're just causing a little traction to that um, that spinal canal, spinal cord, and uh, that can cause them some discomfort. It can reproduce their symptoms, and if it does, you should just stop um, and then treat it as such, okay? So I typically will treat these people who have increased radiculopathy with, you know, as a brachial plexus injury, and I'll get into nerve gliding, nerve sliding type activities. I work a lot on posture, but I will not work a lot on cervical spine distraction. So that's just one little thing you need to remember. Um, That's very self occurs, but I think that it's very important that you understand why that can happen, and that will change the trajectory of how you treat that patient. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please take some time to go to Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you like to listen to OrthoEvalPal and leave a rating and review. The feedback is really beneficial, really helpful for me so that I can make the show better and more fruitful for you folks. And it's also very important for other people out there who may not have heard of OrthoEvalPal, but maybe they're a little interested and they just want to um, see what other people are thinking about it. And uh, it may uh, allow them to jump on and and listen and uh, hopefully learn a little bit more about how to evaluate patients a little more effectively and a little bit with a little more confidence so folks thanks you thank you again so much for listening and take care we hope you've enjoyed the show for some more awesome content go to orthoevalpal.com can't wait to see you there